2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on.
3: Let's get it. Mike Semper Vivi here with you for the next hour talking professional wrestling and mixed martial arts, something we do every single day here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. And however you're joining me today, tune in iHeart American Forces Radio, over-the-air affiliates like the Mightier 1090, Sirius XM 156 podcast, or streaming on Twitch.tv or on YouTube. I'd just like to say thank you for spending a little bit of time with me today. Don't worry, everything's okay with the boss man. He's got sick children running around. Yeah. Children going to daycares and kindergartens and schools big petri dishes for these kids and unfortunately hanalei the heel of the household has brought down the boss man today so he is dealing with her but don't worry he is going to be back for subscribers at wrestlingobserver.com tonight about really overnight about uh 5 in the morning uh, Wednesday or Thursday morning, that is you Tuesday, Wednesday morning is what it is. It's usually when he drops with Dave Meltzer. The show he is doing with Brian, with, uh, with Vinny and Craig is going to be up a little bit earlier than that, but all of his regular wrestlingobserver.com stuff stays the same and he's going to be back on this show tomorrow as well too. Uh, God willing. Hopefully, Hanley is okay for that and he's going to be back, but a whole lot to get into today. I was out last week. The revenge falls on me today for going through Raw, and I'll give you the, the whole rundown of that. It is WrestleMania week. I don't know if it feels like WrestleMania week yet. I was glancing over the schedule that begins in full on Thursday, and we can take a look at some of that, and hopefully by that time, everybody's a little bit more energized. Uh, certainly coming out of, of Raw last night, I... I eh. This has not been the best build to a WrestleMania ever, but a lot to get into. Ariel Helwani's interview with MJF, rankling the ownership at AEW. We'll talk a little bit about that. New Japan announcing their first show in Washington, D.C., and a whole lot more. You Join me, 1-800-878-PLAY, 1-800-878-7529. We'll be back. Wrestling Observer Live.
2: COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast. Test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19? Then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast, and now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at treatcv19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
1: That's 800-391-8713.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back to the show. Mike Sempervivi here, Wrestling Observer
3: Live. We do this for an hour at a time, but if you want us 24 7, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Sempervivi. The timeline for this show, at WONF4W. The broadcasters, at Sports Byline USA. And if you love pro wrestling, at Mid Atlantic Pod. Brian Alvarez's Twitter is at Brian Alvarez. Rocky King passed away, at the age of 64 years old, I believe it was. Over on MidAtlantic dot uh, MidAtlantic Pod on that Twitter feed, I have a couple of short clips up of Rocky King in. Jim Crockett Promotions, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling, NWA Pro Worldwide Wrestling. When they went national, Dusty Rhodes as the booker. One of his favorite undercard guys was Rocky King. They had a lot of really good ones at the time. George South, uh, Gene Ligon, Jerry, uh Gary Royal. They had uh, Mark Fleming. They had some really good talent that uh, served as an enhancers. J. Valiant, Rocky King against the Midnight Express with... Big Mama and superstar Billy Graham uh, <laughs> hovering around that uh, towards the end of 1985 but he was a staple of Jim Crockett promotions from 1985 to the nineteen really into the into the 90s when they became wCW unfortunately as many people of color and many wrestlers of color unfortunately at the time uh, was subjected to forget about behind the scenes but uh, in front of the camera some Really old school, lowest common denominator, bottom of the barrel scraping type of angles for cheap heat. And, you know, it worked, but it uh, unfortunately isn't a great legacy as you go back and you watch some of that stuff. And he he uh, did his job to the best of his ability and was always there standing in and putting in a lot of great effort, a lot of great charisma and enthusiasm, always in, in top Top physical conditions. So RIP Rocky King, as I mentioned, if you want to see a little of him or any of the, the history of Jim Crockett promotions, go over to at Mid Atlantic Pod, the uh, podcast, uh, midatlanticpod.com, the show I do with Roman Gomez, taking a look at the history of Jim Crockett promotions. But uh, that's got nothing to do with today because AEW is not Jim Crockett promotions and Tony Khan is not Jim Crockett Jr., but MJF is uh, kind of like Ric Flair. And uh, just kind of does whatever he wants, apparently, uh, because <laughs> AEW and he uh, got into a discussion regarding his recent appearance on the Ariel Helwani podcast. Fightful first reported on Monday that MJF and Tony Khan had talked over the weekend about an hour-long interview that MJF did with Helwani. Reportedly, the conversation between the two of them left both Khan and MJF, quote, frustrated. Unquote. Or in quote. I don't know. Somebody's end quote. I guess that's how that one works. Sorry. Public school. The issue centered around the fact that the young star did not get the interview cleared with AEW PR first. Dave Meltzer is reporting that the story is true, but there was no fight and any issues regarding it have been settled. In the interview, MJF confirmed that his contract is up on January 1st, 2024. And that he wouldn't consider re-signing with AEW earlier than that unless the money was, quote, absolutely astronomical. If the money was stupendous in WWE, he may look in that direction. And uh, MJF has talked in promos about teasing the fact that he is going to be a free agent in 2024. Teasing the fact that he wants a bidding war for his services to drive up his, his money. And during the interview, he never actually spoke, uh, directly to WWE, which would be good because you don't want any tampering from, you know, either side. And, uh, talked about the fact that, as Brian mentioned, we, we spoke about it on this show. It brought up his love of Bruce Pritchard and how they are in the mutual admiration society with each other. But, uh, yeah, this is a whole big non story. There are 600. And 43 days before MJF becomes a free agent. And I'm not saying that he's not going to have interest in WWE. I'm not saying that WWE is not going to have interest in MJF. They should both actually smell each other out. That's how these things work. They are professionals. It's what you want to happen. But come on, really? MJF's going to go to WWE? We'll see how this works out with Cody. (laughs) before we see anybody else you know and nothing's impossible but you know we talked about it on this show a couple of days ago is wwe going to to give mjf the ability Are they going to allow him to be maxwell jacob friedman the same guy that we see on aew tv right now they may say that they will but they won't <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a company that will script uh, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, you know, and maybe they only get talking points, but still, the bottom line, it's not like, you know, those are two guys you could trust to go out there and just do it. MJF, a guy you could just trust that to go out there and do it. They're not going to let you just go out there and do it. They've got to put their stamp on everything. That's the way they've always done things. Why would it be any different with MJF? And it's not to say that he can't be successful there, but... All of this talk, I think, is ridiculous, not the least of which, uh, and and forget about the fact that, again, 640-plus days before this guy is a free agent, so it really is pretty much a non-story for me, and uh, probably should be for everybody else, too. You want to have some fun with it as far as MJF and his, his character development goes, and as far as you know, he goes saying it in promos and things like that, fine, as far as that being a news piece? Yeah, it's not going to be. <laughs> it's not going to be at all. And anything he does on mainstream shows uh, like Fightful or Ariel Hawani or Stephen A. Smith or wherever this guy goes, it's going to be the same way. New Japan Pro Wrestling, they have announced their very first show in Washington, D.C. And yes, I'm very happy about this. It's being scheduled while the Best of the Super Juniors is taking place in Japan so all of the heavyweight top talent in the company should be available to come to the United States or elsewhere during that time. Uh, it appears that the event will be a pay per view rather than a New Japan strong taping. Names already announced. Kazuchika Okada, Hiroshi Tanahashi, John Moxley, Tomohiro Ishii, Minoru Suzuki, Will Ospreay, Jay White. And of course, New Japan strong openweight champion, filthy Tom Lawler all scheduled to appear on the show. No matches have been announced yet. Tickets for this show go on sale Monday, April 4th at noon Eastern time. Ticket prices ranging from $25 to $299. So there you go. Uh, I'll be going to that show for sure. Uh, For absolute sure, I'll be going to that show. So Finally, a, a, a return to the East Coast here that's not Philadelphia or New York. Uh, surprise. I'm, I'm wondering where else they're going to run. I wonder if there's going to be more shows kind of, uh, announced, uh, around that too. I'm not sure about their schedule or anything like that. One thing I am sure about that is on the New Japan schedule is April 9th at Sumo Hall, the hyper battle show. That is all set now that Zach Saber Jr. has won the New Japan Cup. Uh, he faces off against Okada for the IWGP heavyweight championship it kind of surprised me this is the first singles match that they're going to have in nearly three years the last time they wrestled was during the g1 climax tournament in 2019 a match that okada won in a little over 12 minutes early on in the tournament the two guys did have some real bangers with each other in 2018 some matches that some of you may remember they did a home and home April uh, 1st, uh, the, the New Japan show that they had, Okada defended the IWGP Heavyweight Championship over Sabre and what was a really, really good match. And then a couple of months later, in the beginning of July, they went over and in Revolution Pro over in the UK. Zach Sabre Jr. got his win back in another very, very good matchup. So you can't put New Japan's top tier together in, in any form, And be disappointed unless you get a bunch of nonsense interference and a bunch of gaga BS that comes from the Bullet Club or the House of Torture or something like that. Okada, Sabre, Naito, Tanahashi, when these guys are healthy, Ibushi, Osprey, Cobb, when these guys are healthy, they really are some of the best professional wrestlers in the world. I hear Papoose. Where Remy Ma gets in here and starts slapping people like Will Smith, we'll take it to break. A lot more to get into, including the Raw Report. Wrestling Observer Live.
1: That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details.
0: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Call Rate Genius now.
1: 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are
0: determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors.
1: No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily? If you're ready to start losing weight right now, call right now to learn more about your risk free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk free offer. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. 800 738 5332. That's 800 738 5332.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Mike Sempervivi, Wrestling Observer Live. That right there is new uh, Ari the Rugged Man. Ghostface Killer right there, Master Killer. Wu-Tang. Dom was just telling me during the break as we were going over some of the acts that play at the uh, Staples Center now that no professional team does, and uh, going through some things, you know, well not the forum, I'm sorry, the forum. There as we're talking about Bill. Thank you, thank you, Dom. But really, Billie Eilish, okay, that that's you know Bill Burr, like these are big names and comedy and music and things like that. But Machine Gun Kelly playing with Avril Lavigne, did I hear that right, or this is two separate days? Do those fan bases match up? Uh, apparently so. Uh, you're a lot younger than me. It just seems like there's a, there would be an age gap there. Is there just is angst just timeless? I guess Machine I Gun know. Kelly doesn't rap anyway. anymore, so he's into like rock now. <laughs> oh god, like post Malone, like all those guys. You know,
2: what is it no with like just rock. do
3: do rappers? I, you know, do any white rappers actually stay rapping anymore, or is this all just to jump off into to rock music? Like, like, every single last one of them. Everybody wants to sing. You know what I mean? Everybody's got pain that they want to get off. What about bars? What about bars, Dom? What about them? We have our hopes on Jack Harlow now. <sighs> You're not helping, Dom. Anyway talking about that New Japan show that's taking place, the Hyper Battle Show at Sumo Hall. They have a whole card set up there. It's not just going to be Zack Sabre Jr. and Kazucho Okada. Oh, no. There are plenty of other matches taking place, including the king of pro wrestling provisional title, Toru Yano and Taichi. I hate this title. I love Toru Yano. I've been a Toru Yano defender throughout the years. In the last two years, I have been sick. To death of Toru Yano. This should not be a thing. I don't want it to be a thing. I don't care that Minoru Suzuki is entertaining, doing everything. I don't care that Taiichi is great at doing everything. I don't care how funny Yano is. This sucks. I hate it. I also hate evil, but I'm hoping his match with Horomu Takahashi for the never open way championship. Per, turns itself out to be a banger as long, whenever there's not interference taking place, I can bet you that match is probably going to be really good. Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi against Great okan and Jeff Cobb. No offense to Goto and Yoshihashi, but I believe okan and Jeff Cobb, like that's who I would want to be my IWGP World Tag Team Champions. It's some, some new blood in there. It, while Will Osprey does not have a main title around his waist, you know he. Perfect, you know the the United Empire's got some belts around him. O'Con for as so much as Brian hates him, you know I, he's one of those guys that's on the rise. Jeff Cobb, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He's a guy like Phoenix where. You can have all your world champions out there that you have, and they're all fantastic. If I was starting a promotion, I'd be looking real hard at Jeff Cobb as far as being a singles champion, and I think they feel as though the the same way, and I think them together is an excellent, excellent use of their time. It really is, and I think it's only going to help Ocon. So I hope they win the titles in that match. El Desperado and Show IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match, Hard to believe that one's not going to be good. Rice Gucci and Master Wato against Animal Fantasmo and Taiji Ishimori for the IWGP, I can speak, junior heavyweight championship. Also Tatsuya Naito and Shingo against Will Ospreay and Aaron Hanare and Jado Tamatonga and Tangaloa, along with Hiroshi Tanahashi against Bad Luck Fale Fale, Gato, Yujiro, and Chase Owens, and yeah. I know that uh, Tamatonga Tangaloa were shoved out of the Bullet Club over here in, in Impact. They go back over to Japan. They're kicked out of it there. Jado is turned on by his brother and all of his other brothers in the group. And there we see Hiroshi Tanahashi teaming with all of those guys, being the, the odd man out in that eight-man tag team match. We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh Hey, hat tip to post wrestling. Cause I, I, let me pull this up here real quick. Uh, this is something that I heard John Pollock talk about a little bit earlier today on the post wrestling show news update that they do. And I, I would have missed this, but this, hopefully Brian's not listening right now because this will just provide more pain for him. And this is coming from adweek.com. Uh, That covers, obviously, the advertising industry and everything that they do. And it comes under the Peacock category. WrestleMania 38 will be a brand battle royale for Peacock and other WWE partners. Basically, what it comes down to is this is a story about all of the advertising and all of the ways that they are placing this advertising not only in the stadium in the shows we heard Del Frisco Steakhouse be brought up uh, in a smackdown promo by Roman Reigns i think anybody with a satellite radio out there or people that listen to national radio shows one of the sponsors that you hear a lot when you're when, when things go to commercial Del Frisco Steakhouse and there's 70 locations nationwide they do do a lot of advertising Obviously, they're doing something with WWE to get a little bit of product placement in there. Uh, In this story here, and this is a quote, National Football League sponsor Mars Wrigley turned its Snickers brand into a Super Bowl fixture in recent years. But Snickers has also been the presenting sponsor for WrestleMania for the last seven years, sharing this year's two-day event with Take-Two Interactive's WWE 2 k 2022. Instead of letting Snickers and 2K slug it out on some stadium signage or in roughly $12 million worth of between-match commercials, WWE pitted them against each other on social media and in Raw and SmackDown broadcasts. I don't follow any of their social media, so whatever uh, things that they were doing back and forth, I have no idea about. I gave up on all forms of social media when it comes to corporations. When PBR told me to eat something for breakfast at... I wasn't quite ready for maybe I was doesn't really matter for anybody that wants to, to take a look back at that. Go ahead. Search PBR and and eating uh, from earlier on this year and, and see what you come up with. But this article goes on, talks about, you know, cricket wireless and what they're going to be doing. and Obviously, Charlotte Flair's and a lot of those commercials. She'll be doing something. Uh, there's all sorts of deals going on. C4 energy drinks. Let's fans take hologram photos with Roman Reigns and Bianca Belair. All of these things that are going to be taking place. And look, I know Brian wants them to come out. They want, he wants Michael Cole to come into the ring and he wants to bring in Paul Heyman and bring Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar and sit them all down and have them say, put the pressure on Vince McMahon bring him out here, and fire them all up, take them to the back, drag Vince out here, place him in the center of the ring, surrounded by all of you, and say that this is just about the money, that this is all about the money. They're not going to do that. But If you pay attention to anything other than the TV show, and stuff like this, stuff that's in the Sports Business Journal, stuff that you just know from corporate business, stuff that you just know from sports business, it ain't going nowhere. Next year, we'll see what happens in L.A. I see no change. No change. And I understand they're going to probably have 135, 140,000 tickets sold for this over two days. Maybe a little less than that. Doesn't matter. Unless they have a fear about filling up a stadium on one of those nights with the Rock and Roman Reigns, that they will do everything to try to get, two days there, too. There's a small chance it's less of a chance there than anywhere because they're gonna to want to maximize ticket prices and this is probably going to be it for the rock. We'll see. But is this two day thing is not going anywhere because it's all about the money. Of course it's about the money. No question that it was ever anything other than the money. No matter whether you like it or not, whether you want to you think it's a good idea or not, do you think it's great for wrestling or not? It doesn't matter. WWE doesn't do wrestling. That's what this whole WrestleMania is about. None of it's wrestling. It's all about names on content. We got this content show and this content farm that we have that we're going to produce something for Peacock that they can put on the corners of their other NBC and USA and and sci-fi programming and a little thing in the corner. Countdown to WrestleMania. Countdown to WrestleMania. Content coming up on Peacock, coming up Saturday, coming up Sunday. That's what we got going on. What are the big wrestling matches? Well, we got Brock and we got Roman. What else you got? We got Logan Paul. We got Johnny Knoxville. We got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hasn't wrestled a match in 25 years. Hasn't been on TV in 19 or whatever the hell it is. Hasn't been whatever the deal is. Hasn't whatever. Whatever. Doesn't matter. 19 years, whatever it's been now. They were showing stuff from 25 years ago. Names. That's what you're buying. And I'm not crapping on it either because I, look, when he gets to be on the days of WrestleMania, look, there was nobody more into the John Cena-Bray Wyatt match than me. I, I was greatly entertained by that match. And there's something about watching those shows. When you get into those shows, when they're actually on, I mean, it's hard not to lose yourself. in it. at least for me, I'm still a wrestling fan first. I, I don't care. But it's WWE style of wrestling. It's what they do. It's their style of sports entertainment. And if you don't like this build, I'd like to say it's going to be different. But I have a feeling it's not going to be. I have a feeling on these two night, fourteen match events that they have going on, uh, we're going to see a lot more of them filled up with non wrestlers. There were a couple on Raw last night. By by law, I have to do a, a Raw review. So I'll get into that when we get back. Wrestling Observer Live.
2: we are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back on the show, Wrestling Observer Live here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. I'm Mike Sempervivi here, filling in the main host chair for Brian Alvarez, who will be back for subscribers over at WrestlingObserver.com tonight. Brian and Vinny show will be back for subscribers Wednesday night into Thursday morning, alongside Dave Meltzer, reviewing everything taking place on AEW Dynamite. And surely the raw numbers that will come in, the Nielsen's that, thank God, hopefully will not be released before this show goes off the air. I'm certainly not going to call them out. That is for absolute sure. I would rather call out uh, the mother of, of producer Dom for being a big fan of, of Swerve, Swerve Strickland. This is this true, Dom? This is true, right? 100% true. Her favorite is Jungle Boy, but now that uh, uh, she's seen Swerve wrestle uh, while I'm watching AEW, she uh, I can't put uh, the words to it, but she's a big fan. Now, how I don't want to, you know, you don't want to ever really ask a woman's age, but, like, if you had to give a, let's put it in demo terms, maybe, because I don't want to call out mom or anything, but, like, how old is, is your mother? What demo would she fit into? Uh, She fits into the WWE actual demo. So will she be watching NXT tonight on the USA Network that uh, a lot of older folks enjoy? Absolutely not. No. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, there is an NXT tonight. A Stand and Deliver is going to be coming up this Saturday in Dallas as a part of WrestleMania weekend. That show kicking off at noon local time, 1 p.m., uh, Eastern Time. That is coming up on Saturday. I just want to see who they are going to be going head up with. Uh, that uh, that day at that time, USA versus the World. Russell Khan at the Fairmont Hotel. Michael Oku and Rich Swan, San Adonis and La Hydra against Mister Iguana and Ibismo Negro Jr. Davy Richards, Speedball Mike Bailey. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, like that. Uh Gringo Loco, Flip Gordon Caleb Conley against Ares, Aramis, and Arrowboy. Uh also Effie's Big Gay Brunch at Fair Park. Uh that's coming up at noon. So, Ali Catch and, and, Fandango, the, the former Fandango, all just known now as, as Dango, uh, Edith Surreal against Max the Impaler. So, that is a, again, that's a show. It's got a built-in fan base to it too. So, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, USA versus the world, NXT Stand and Deliver, all taking place at, uh, noon or one o'clock Eastern time, all heading up with each other and, as far as tonight goes, we're going to find out who's going to be appearing on Stand and Deliver in the Fatal Five-Way Ladder match as Cameron Grimes faces Roderick Strong and A-Kid in the Last Chance Triple Threat match. You know where Brian Alvarez stands in this. He believes it has got to be Cameron Grimes with the way that Cameron Grimes has been presented on TV, telling that sad story about his father and all of that. I would agree, but this is WWE, so... <laughs> We could see him, like, slip off a rung, have somebody, you know, his next feud come out and attack him, and I am still not uh, sold on a kid, not somehow appearing in that match. Also tonight, as it stands right now, MSK and LA Knight against Imperium, Josh Briggs, and Brooks Jensen, I assume with Fallon Henley, against Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza, along with Electro Lopez, Ivy Knightle against Trish, uh, Tiffany Stratton, Nikita Lyons against an opponent to be named later, Bodie Hayward from Chase U against Von Wagner with Robert Stone, and Draco Anthony pushes back against Joe Gacy. This is from WWE's own website, trying to get you hyped up for Draco Anthony, In Joe Gacy, it says this, Draco Anthony is fed up with Joe Gacy's persistent efforts to recruit him into his crusade of inclusivity and looks to take a page out of Gacy's book and settle his dispute in the ring. For weeks, Gacy has hounded Anthony, interrupting his workouts, surprising him in the parking lot, and constantly blowing up his phone to convince the up-and-comer that it is important to have friends and to stop living a lie and to be himself. Ugh. Anyway, that is tonight on NXT. NXT Stand and Deliver Saturday, as I mentioned. Dolph Ziggler, Braun Breaker NXT Championship. This is the first NXT event that is going to be taking place outside of the state of Florida since February of 2020 when they ran Portland. Also on the show, as it stands right now, Imperium, MSK, Creed Brothers, three-way for the NXT tag titles, women's title, Fatal 4-Way, Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, North American title, Fatal Five Way, as I mentioned, the latter match: Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, in the winner of tonight. Tommaso Ciampa and Tony D'Angelo and L.A. Knight against Gunther. So that is what's coming up on NXT tonight. I've delayed this wrong. Raw, long goes together to the point that I just made a new word there. I've waited long enough to do this. It is time for the Raw Report. PPG paints arena, the new igloo in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I talked about like that ticker in the, in the corner of the screen that they, that all these channels love to put up with their, their stuff on it. And Raw is coming on USA last night. And what they actually had in the corner of the screen for USA and one of cable's top shows, uh, was a, a little countdown clock telling you, that the American Song Contest was going to appear on NBC, and it was beginning live, and that's what they counted down instead of for Raw. So the WrestleMania Raw takes a backseat to the American Song Contest on NBC. Four-man announcing crew last night, Jimmy Smith, Byron Saxon, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves. show started with a three-minute video package of... Brock Lesnar stalking Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman over the last two weeks on SmackDown. Finally, about six minutes into the show or so, Brock Lesnar actually came out in his black cowboy hat. The the cuddly country Brock Lesnar, at least as close to one as he can be. He's out there just being a goofball. He's happy. He's cheery. He wants to hand out country-ass kickings. And then the fans started chanting, what? <laughs> and... Cheery, happy Brock. He said, well, that's okay. You guys have your fun. And they chanted what? It's, aw, shucks. You guys go ahead and play along. What? Ah, guys, that's funny. What? All right, that's enough. It's pretty much what it was. It was a guy just like, you know, just bile was coming out through his teeth as people were chanting what on him because he actually lost his train of thought a little bit. But he ended up getting everything back. Uh, got into the meat and potatoes of his promo, which is the, the, the part about taking Roman to a carnival. That's how he's looking at this. And, and they can become wedding crashers together. And, and, and when Brock marries his title to Roman's title, it can have a little baby called the unified title that he's going to get full custody of. I didn't do any of that very, uh, really any justice. Brock was, was very, very good there. So. After that, the announcers ran down everything else that was going to be on the show, including the fate of Seth Rollins being decided by Mr. McMahon because of course, and this cannot be said enough, Seth Rollins did not have <laughs> did not have a clear path to WrestleMania, a 2-day, 14-match show. He did not have any way to, to get himself on the show besides trying to do stupid human tricks uh, with AJ Styles and with his friend Kevin Owens trying to get on the show. It just, just not good at all. But The Miz and Rey Mysterio were out next. He went to commercial. He came back. Miz cuts a promo, says he's going to take Rey's mask like he did last week, says he's going to call out the new luchador. It, of course, is Lucha Logan. Logan Paul comes out doing a cartwheel. Long story short, with this match, Dominic got kicked out before it began. And that actually took a little bit of time. They start the match. Less than a minute goes by. Before we go to commercial, they come back. Less than a minute goes by. And Rey Mysterio pins The Miz with a sunset flip. It's like, okay. And they got The Miz with a double 619. Logan Paul didn't help his friend, he just sat there on the outside, and that was that. So the baby faces conquered these guys that have been coming after them, they get revenge, they stand tall, they get the mask back, and the only thing I can take from any of this is that probably one of the backlash matches, it's going to be the Miz against Logan Paul. Veer is supposed to be debuting next week on Monday Night Raw, surely. Seth Rollins went to find Vince McMahon. Apparently it's 7 o'clock in the morning. That's what the timestamp said on the video package that we got of him showing his ass into Vince's office. Long story short here, Vince just basically asked him why he didn't come to him in the first place for a match. Vince wonders how they could have the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time without Seth Rollins. He thinks about it and thinks that they, they could, but it would be better if Seth was there. and He had his own main event. Against a a person of Vince's choosing, that Seth is going to find out when he's in the ring, come Saturday night. So it's good, Cody. Right? Got 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 to be Cody. It better be Cody. Otherwise, I don't know what you're doing. Omos, Bobby Lashley. The rumors are true. They are going to go at it at WrestleMania. To be honest with you, I know some people want to get some more out of Omos. To me, there's you've gotten everything you can out of Omos. If he's not going to be nine one one for you, I mean, I'm sorry. Get out of there. Send him to NXT, send him somewhere. I don't know what you do with him, but I think the best visual is seeing Bobby Lashley somehow pick this guy up and crush him. I don't know if that's what they're going to do because maybe they want Brock Lesnar to do that, so maybe we see him beat Bobby Lashley, but I'm not a big fan of it at all. Reggie has proposed to Dana Brooke, so they're going to be getting married. Apparently Tozawa uh, and and Tamina are also going to be doing the same because he proposed to her, and uh, she said yes. R-Truth was standing by with a pair of binoculars watching all of this stuff happen. Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, the Usos all came out for a promo. Unfortunately, the What Chance got Roman as well, too. But finally, he was able to kind of settle into his promo, too, and he was absolutely great. About 10 minutes total uh, promo time of him talking about the fact that him being busted open by Brock Lesnar caused a lot of strain for his family. Uh, he talked about his family not wanting to—they to, to, wanted him to quit the business. Uh, They—they just—he goes on about talking how Brock and his, his battles with Brock are always going to be personal to him. And he did just a great job and sets the mic down, posed before he left the ring. Other than this and Kevin Owens promo a little bit later on, I think we're by far the best things on the show. We got a women's match, a woman tag match that went through a commercial break, ultimately ended with Rhea Ripley hitting the riptide on Zelina as uh, Carmella tried to uh, cry to Corey. The heels couldn't get along. They all were fighting each other. So that's how that thing ended stone cold steve austin we got a straight out of 1998 kid rock uh baudaba wherever the hell the name of that ridiculous stupid ass song was that i didn't want to hear 25 years ago and i certainly don't want to hear it now but i am happy that stone cold steve austin's coming back that's the video package that we got kevin owens then came out and cut his promo and as i mentioned it was a really really good one Uh, says the KO show is going to be the main event on Saturday night, and it's too bad that this is just going to be the closest we're ever going to come to having that old stone cold again. Owen says on Saturday, we're just going to get bored, drunk, podcasting Steve. You know, Steve. A man too afraid to to pick a fight with him. Uh, Steve, he's just going to have a chat about his career. No one says that he hates beer, but they're going to toast together as Steve crowns him the new stone cold and admits that his stunner is better. Not a stunner. Ricochet, the new Intercontinental Champion, he's got a title match coming up on Friday night, loses in 105 seconds to Austin Theory. That whole match served as a backdrop so the announcers could talk about Theory and Pat McAfee. Then we Triple H, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but Triple H retired, and if you missed any of the mainstream media coverage or headlines that that thing got, WWE just, like, retweeted all of them in front of your eyes with graphics and pictures. So that's how we got to Hour 3, and Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, once again, doing a little bit more than I would have thought before WrestleMania. We'll be back. Wrestling's over live.
1: Eight hundred nine zero five seven one eight six. That's eight hundred nine zero five seventy one eighty six.
0: If you owe the IRS 5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call
1: 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635.
2: We're listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Mike Sempervivi back on the show, Wrestling Observer Live. The rest of this raw review here. Sorry, I'm not that fired up for it. Wasn't that fired up to watch a whole lot of it. Bianca Belair was fired up, though. Says she's winning on Sunday. Becky came out, tried to sneak her from behind, took out a pair of scissors, was going to cut Bianca's hair but then bianca lifted her up here with the kod she hit another one looked down saw the scissors and then just started cutting off becky lynch's hair everybody ran down bianca just sat down behind her started cutting off more hair i just there they again some of the decisions that they made for this show especially when he came to the baby faces was okay uh becky was angry uh Stared right into the camera, called Bianca a female dog, and that was that. Drew McIntyre faced Baron Corbin and Madcap Moss. This was all set up for, for Drew to beat up on Madcap Moss, for Baron to walk away, sneak Drew, and then steal his sword, which I'm sure Drew is going to get back this coming weekend. Edge and AJ Styles cut promos on each other, and then the main event non-title match. The Usos against RK-Bro. Thank God that the Survivor Series is only the one time of year where these wrestlers from different brands face off against each other. Uh Orton went for the RKO on Jay when the Street Profits snuffed him from behind for a DQ. Nakamura and Boogs got involved. RK-Bro took out the Street Profits with RKOs and then did it again. No sign of Alpha Academy anywhere except in the Snickers commercial that aired on the show. So that is that, everybody. And things from 1998, you want to see one here if you're watching on video right now. You guys remember collector's plates? I found this random thingy. 1998 WCW Sting collector's plate. We're having fun now. Two monthly installments of 1750 each. The Hamilton Connection. Did anybody actually get any of these things? Why did people get dinner plates? Why were dinner plates a thing? I'm blaming Princess Di. That's it for me, folks. For all the news, WrestlingObserver.com. My name is Mike Sempervivi. Thank you all for listening, and we shall talk to you again after a while.